This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mix. You've waited patiently all day. All week. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. The Dow Chargers go back to back. To college. Connor Stallions. Like, bro, get a life. To the pros. The one seed is staring you at eye level right now. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Welcome into the payoff on Hope Day. We got a lot to get to today. Connor Stallions, was he in Mount Pleasant? Talk about that halfway through the show. And we're going to close out the show with a little college football playoff committee rankings, yada, yada chat. What they do right, what they do wrong. Should Michigan be the third best team in the country? We'll dive into it. I think the answer is no. Spoiler alert. But we want to start the show with a little bit of good news today. Actually, some fantastic news, John. Is it? It really is. I'm on my way here today, and my buddy gives me a call. He's like, hey, did you see the clip I sent you on whatever social media platform? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm driving. He's like, oh, well, college football frenzy is here. And I'm like, what does that mean? Well, apparently, Pat McAfee and Reese Davis from the studio in Indianapolis this Saturday will be hosting a college football version of Red Zone to cover all the college football games, hopefully, not just the ones on ESPN, but we'll see about that. John, this is the sport that needs it the most. The NBA has tried it with this thing called crunch time. The NHL is dipping their toes into it with frozen frenzy. Mm -hmm. And obviously red zone has existed in the NFL for a long time, but in college football, when there's so many games going on at the same time throughout the day on Saturday, it feels impossible to keep up with everything at the same time. The NFL has only 32 teams at most there's 16 games. And one of those is Thursday. One of those is Sunday night. And one of those is Monday night at most. So it's a little bit more manageable. But with college football, it's like, here's 20 games on at noon. Here's another 15 on at 3.30 and another 30 the rest of the night. This is the sport to do it in. And they couldn't have picked a more entertaining person to host the show that person being Pat McAfee. And then you have Reese Davis in there who does the college game day every single week on Saturday mornings to keep everything in check a little bit. Sure. You're not going to miss a moment of college football if, if they can pull this off right. And all that requires is a few jokes here and there from Pat McAfee, a few breakdowns of how this is significant from Reese Davis, and boom, you're flipping back and forth between the games because there's nothing more frustrating when you're looking at the college football scores and there's a bunch of games in the fourth quarter, game on the line, one team is driving, there's about to be an upset, and you can't watch it because, I don't know, Michigan's playing or Michigan State's playing. You're watching garbage on fire. Now everything's going to be condensed into one stream, or I don't know if this is on cable, I doubt it. But now it's all going to be on one stream, and you're going to be able to see everything. You're not going to miss a moment of college football. 
I, for one, am thrilled for this. This is something this sport has needed for a long time, probably more than any other sport that's dipped their toes into the whole red zone approach. If you're a McAfee guy or girl, listener, you're going to like this, right? You're going to like what he brings. You probably like what he brings to college game day, and it's unique, and it's a good perspective, and he's going to keep you entertained, and you have to tune in because you don't know what he's going to say, what he's going to be able to get away with, especially it being not on cable. Right. I like Reese Davis, big Reese Davis guy. I, you know, I like how they, how the, the mothership does the college game day stuff. I really do. This doesn't draw me in whatsoever. Really? I could care less. Why? I, well, the first aspect is it's, it's Saturday night, which you said, right? Cause the Saturday at noon, I think maybe, you know, there's a lot of games there Saturday got, big, at seven big Saturday night plans. Uh, well, I wish I, uh, it's the fact that you have LSU Bama this Saturday night, right? Great game. Top 15 matchup. It's college game day. That's where it's at. Tuscaloosa. Sure. You have Washington and USC. Great game. Top 25 matchup. And you also have Michigan Purdue in that night slot. The Michigan Purdue game, Bama LSU. Those aren't on Disney owned networks. Mm-hmm. I don't think the NCAA or those networks are going to allow McAfee to show the Michigan game to show LSU Bama. So you're limited to Washington, USC, the back end of Cal, Oregon, because Pac-12 network, I think they're going to be able to. Kansas, Iowa State. And then, you know, Coach Prime on at 10 a little later in the US, uh, the UCLA game as well. Right. That doesn't move the needle for me whatsoever. So what you're, I, if, what if you you're saying If you gave me the is- option of all the games across the networks like Red Zone where they CBS and Fox – I just, not that there's not enough games and they'll do highlights through the day. And listen, it's going to be a unique college football experience. And if you watch the mega cast during the national title game, you know what McAfee and his cronies uh, bring to the table and you either like it or you don't. You either like, okay, maybe he's going to let an expletive spill out and ESPN's not going to be catch uh, be able to catch it and it's bro talk and it's whatever and you're going to like it or you're not. It's the same thing with our show, you know, I, like, you're either tuning in because you like what Ben has to say, you like how what I say, what Brad says, or you don't. I just don't think, based on the amount of games that they have, uh, this is going to work. And also, and I guess I, I have no really interest whether it works or doesn't, uh, unless I'm a part of an entity like that. But college football is different where if you're a fan of one of these teams, you're going to want to be tuned into the game. And I guess it's more for the gambler. Right. But they didn't indicate, and I could play the announcement, they didn't indicate any gambling aspects to this. I'm guessing it's going to be somewhat, because then, well, then you have me lured in a bit where it's you're throw, going to throw out gambling trends and, of course, you know, the storylines of college football. Again, probably going to get part of my viewership this week just to check it out, just to see what it's about. But uh, I don't know. It doesn't move the needle for me. I, I, I'm curious to... If they were 100% locked in, got every single game regardless of what network it was on, yeah. would you be more locked into this? Or are you just out on this completely? No, I think I would, especially because, I mean, this is the perfect weekend to do it, right? I mean, for for a long amount of time, all the big games used to be on at night, um, and you sort of were restricted to either one or two, and luckily, all right, big noon kickoff with Fox sort of takes that out, so you're going to get Kansas State, Texas, in the noon window and be able to watch that if you want to. But there's a lot of great games on the night this week that you're going to have to probably flip around if you're interested in all of it. 
you got to keep an eye out on Alabama LSU because, and we'll get on, we'll, you know, do the playoff rankings and analysis later on, but Bama could potentially sneak its way into the playoff like every year because they're a one loss team right now. And if they could beat Georgia in the sec championship, even though they're on a down year and everyone, uh, you know, is sort of, uh, breathing that sigh of relief that they're down year. Yeah. They're, they're not in that top six driver's seat to get back (laughs) into the playoffs, but yeah, they're, they're right there waiting in the wings. So you're going to have to pay attention to that game in Washington, USC. And of course around here, you're going to watch the Michigan game as well. I get it. I just don't know if there's enough, on the family networks. And I haven't seen a press release with this. We could play what McAfee said and what, what he's bringing to the table here, but I don't think it's going to be cross network like that. Here's, here's the thing, John, whether it's cross network or not, I think they'll be able to show clips like replays, highlights from games throughout the day, games throughout what's going on around college football at the moment. And that's where I'm at because you watch red zone for 12 straight hours. Uh, if you're a psychopath like me, And you don't miss anything. You don't have to go on your phone. You don't have to go look at, you know, you can check your fantasy scores, but you're not searching up on Twitter or anything. Oh, like, did you see this clip? No, you saw it because you were watching Red Zone. With college football, at least once a week, someone texts me. He's like, hey, you see that? I'm like, no, because I'm watching three games and there's 47 other games on right now. With this, you won't miss a thing. You will not miss a highlight. You will not miss a touchdown. Everything that happens in college football will be played in front of your eyes. And that right there is what I'm excited for because I have this weird sports FOMO where I need to see every single thing that happens. It's the reason I have three TVs set up in my living room right now because I'm a psychopath. All right, so you're going to take that, but you're also going to have to have McAfee uh, screaming over it a bit. And then I think A.J. Hawk's going to be there too. He's going to be off on the side just you know, sitting there in silence, but he's going to be there as well, I think. All McAfee has to do is insert himself once in a while, make a little joke, do his thing. He doesn't have to talk over it the entire time. And if he does, it's going to ruin it. It's the same reason Scott Hansen, he talks too much. Oh my goodness. No, no, no. He does. Let's, he does not. He does he has to talk transfer too much. from game to game. No, he I doesn't don't, I have don't to like, transfer from game to game. I don't he like really when he does play by play. I don't like when he steps in and does play by play. I, I'll admit that. I do not like that, but to get it from one game to the other and set up the situation, he does it really well. And I, you know how I, I know he does it well because there was another version of Red Zone yes, before it was I'm aware, I'm and aware. that guy didn't do it great. The transitions between the games are unnecessary ninety percent of the time. Oh my goodness! It's just the play stage. the audio. Just play the audio. The only time Scott Scott Hansen should be AFK uh, away from the studio for the first fourteen weeks of the season. Once <laughs> playoff implications come around, that's when we need Scott Hansen to say, "All right, if this team wins." This happens, yada, yada. I mean, this team's driving. What happens if this team wins and this team loses? It's, this team's in the playoffs. That's the only time we need them. You're coming from a super fan. Red Zone tries to get all the casuals as well. Or, or not even, maybe not casual. Casual might be the wrong word. But the people that are like, you know, they, they drafted a guy in fantasy and they don't remember what team he's on. Or they, and I'm being serious here. Or they, they you know, they forgot that this game's on and, and the ramifications of it or or certain things like that. You know what he also does? Well, he provides context of the whole scope. Like, you know, if they're going to a Raider highlight, he's not going to just keep it to the X's. There and are none he's of gonna those. Ma- he's gonna- there are no Raiders highlights. <laughs> he's going to mention what happened this week, what happened today. And if you didn't know, Raiders, you know, they cleaned house. They cleaned today. house. The Lions but, beat them so bad they had to get yeah, rid of their Yeah, which is a celebration, coach. which would make you feel good, Detroit. All right, pat yourself on Josh the back. Josh McDaniels doesn't have a job because of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Congratulations. Josh job, McDaniels' kids in Detroit, man. <laughs> it's just, 
It's becoming oh, a problem man. once again. Oh, 989-837-6125. Are you going to be tuning in to Pat McAfee's? I think they're calling it. He, this is what he called it on the show. I don't know if this is the actual name of what's going it, what it's going to be called on Saturday. But he called it College Football Frenzy. Are you going to be tuning into it Saturday? Or is that guy a goon and you never want to see his face again? 989-837-6125. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Reese Davis will be with us here in the Thunderdome for our next megacast simulcast on Saturday night. That'll be a take on uh, Red Zone. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be a college football frenzy. Okay. A college football primetime cover. Basically, every game that's happening on Saturday evening, we will be cutting in and out of whenever uh, things heat up. John, do you think my career would launch if I just wore a wife beater and talked like this and got all excited like I was macho just the entire show? Do you think you think I'd end up in New York? Uh, no, I think he's one of a kind. I think he found his uh, niche and he's just going with it. He's an entertaining cat. You know? Oh, certainly. And he is. And how but he pronounced football. He's not. Know? It's him. It's You got to love it, too. I mean, I, I, obviously, you guys, you know, you know, I'm from New York and this and that. He's the Midwest talk show king. In a way. You're not wrong. Besides I, us. I mean, well, of course, obviously. Uh, but he he is the most recognizable Midwesterner in sports media right now, whether you like it or not. And in a way, he has I guess the, essentially like, no, become the face of college football. I've got May Wilbon, but that depends. No. He's, <laughs> outside of, you know, Deion Sanders is kind of the new face of actual college football. But when it comes to media, this guy's everywhere. McAfee is everywhere, and now he's adding, I mean, he just got the ESPN deal, he's got his own show, he's on game day, and now if this red zone thing can stick, which everything he's done so far in his career has landed, Mm -hmm. there's no reason to think this will be any different. He'll have a line of people ready to just say, you know what, this red zone thing is awesome, regardless of if it actually is or not, there'll be enough meatheads that just, oh, Pat McAfee. You're one of those meatheads, buddy boy. I never said I was an enormous Pat McAfee man. I think he's fine, but I don't. I'm not You're a regular. I'm not a regular watcher of his show. I'm more. I'm pumped. pumped for the concept of this. Ah, the concept. You're pumped for Reese Davis. And Pat McAfee will get more people. If some, if Reese Davis and some other Yahoo are hosting this, wow. A, we wouldn't know about it right now because uh-huh. it, the news broke on Pat McAfee's show, and B, it wouldn't have as many people invested in it. But the fact that Pat McAfee's on it, a household name, it's going to get people watching, and then you test test out the product. To as many people as possible. I'm more excited for the product because I'm a fan of sports, not a fan of crazy guys who talk uh, and and wear tank tops. It's not that I hate Pat McAfee by any means, but he gets away from actual content sometimes. Uh, well, ESPN gave millions of dollars to the mothership, and well, that's why they got to utilize him in, in stuff like that. If only it was that easy. Let's keep plugging away, Ben. Keep <laughs> let's keep working. Yeah, let's keep working. Maybe learn how to punt, too. Um, I don't know. Well, someone's punting. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> That's a great way to segue this, buddy boy. John. Yeah. Everywhere you look, when you're trying to look for something in the lines of Connor Stallion, it feels like he's left a trail everywhere. And he does a good job of that. Regardless of where you look, you find something. There's evidence everywhere. And the latest development that's been running rampant over the last 48 hours, we touched it yesterday. We'll dive into it right now. There's pictures surfacing 
of Connor Stallions or allegedly Connor Stallions, nothing has been confirmed, on the sideline of the Central Michigan versus Michigan State game week one of the college football playoffs. This person who is supposedly Connor Stallions is wearing a hat, sunglasses every time the camera cuts to him or the ball, you know, the play finishes by where he's standing. Turns his, I mean, this is the dead giveaway. He turns his head, covers his face with his hat, and kind of just looks away from wherever the camera might possibly be. That, to me, is a big giveaway um, that this was probably Connor Stallions. There's this what eight, about sunglasses at night? How about yeah, that? sunglasses at night is a, a different animal. you got to be a different breed of a person to even try to pull that kind of thing off. Uh, and then the whole fact his, his media pass just says VP instead of his name. There, someone ran an AI detector test in uh, between a picture of Stallions and this person on the sideline. It came back as 99% match. Like, nice things, things just every day we move forward, things just are looking worse and worse for Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. And now you're dragging in another school in the state, Central Michigan, into this mess. It's so hard to decipher what to believe and what not to believe at this point in the investigation at this point in the process of unveiling everything. And if at this point, it almost feels like we are never going to get to the actual bottom of this. It goes so much deeper than what everyone suggests it is. No one has answers right now. It's getting wild. And the fact that if this is Connor Stallions on the sideline, you really think this is the only place he's done it? You really think this is the only place Michigan would have connections? And I say connections because Jim McElwain used to be the wide receiver coach in 2019 at, or 2018 under Jim Harbaugh at the University of Michigan. That's not the only place Michigan might have connections. If other places start connecting dots and finding videos and pictures of Connor Stallions on the sideline somewhere, isn't that the biggest red flag of anything we have found so far is if this is Connor Stallions on the central Michigan sideline, is this the biggest piece of evidence that Michigan is just 110% guilty of everything and maybe more that they are being accused of doing? It should be. I think it's been regarded today and I get the jokes and I get the Halloween costumes from everyone. And I get a certain perspective of if you're a Michigan fan or in the area of maybe this story having fatigue. But you but, have a unique perspective on this because you're yeah, not from this. You don't have sides, and you don't you don't have a side. You don't have a horse in this race because there's Michigan fans, like you said, with these mm-hmm. blue navy blue shades on who can't see maize past. And blue, you know? Yeah, the ma- the maize and blue shades, and they literally cannot see past the fact that Jim Harbaugh could potentially, maybe they will not accept a one percent chance that this guy is not an angel sent from heaven by God. And then there's the people. The people who root for school down in Ohio, the people who root for the school down in East Lansing, who think this man is literally the saint, saint and reborn. <laughs> there is somewhere in the middle, and you have a unique perspective not being from the state, and I want to hear what you think about this because it's just getting more wild and wild, and it's getting harder to find people who actually have conceptual thoughts about this rather than preconceived notions based on the teams you're rooting for. I I think this latest discovery, if you want to call it that, and again, just allegations, it's being regarded by people on our air today, the huge show, which airs three to six, pretty much laughed it off, right? I know people in the area that have been, well, that's what I'm going to get into. 
I don't know how this isn't the worst piece of this. You're telling me that in game one of the season, this game was in August. This game was what? One of the first college football games. It was the 25th of August. One of the first college football games, even before the Saturday slate. Michigan State, Central Michigan. And Michigan's going to send a guy to patrol on a sideline for a university that he doesn't work for? I mean, what are we doing? You could defend or you could reason, well, you got to have eyes on Penn State, Ohio State. I get that. You got to make sure that you cover all your bases with Big Ten opponents and get to the marquee games. And hey, you know what? Even though how you're doing it and the allegations are coming out that it's against NCAA rule, yeah, let's focus in on the SEC a little bit. Maybe let's do send someone out to Washington. I, I could get that line of thinking. Michigan State's supposed to have a down year, but let's put someone on the sideline of the Mac school in town. I mean, Ohio State I, had a Michigan guy. I, what What was that? I said Ohio State had a Michigan guy. What do you mean? Like the so when back when Urban was the coach, Ohio State used to have someone who was on the staff, a full time member who one hundred and ten percent his entire job was just to no, of focus course. on Michigan, and, and that's so fine, I, and, I and that it, exists in every program. It was program. a bad joke. I'm sorry. I know I, I just didn't get it, but now I get it. That exists in every program in the country, but to send this guy, and this is my theory on this, and again allegations, and I think CMU is going to do a full investigation, and. Again, we we don't know right now, obviously, and part of it can be CMU not being aware and that it was just a McElwain Harbaugh thing, and, and it was just that that connection right there, and that's how this came about. But to send someone to a, a, a CMU versus MSU game week one, I, I, I don't know how you can argue anymore that Michigan gets a massive advantage in competitive balance with this in the integrity of the game because you're not sending someone who you're paying $55,000 to to risk it week one in a nothing game. There had to be tangible evidence and part of Michigan's game plan each each and every week where they probably feel the most secure when they make sure that they get everything that they need. They don't want to play a game without making sure they have all their bases covered if you know what I'm saying. My question is, if this is true, what's in it for Central Michigan? I don't what's know. What's the incentive? And that's the reason I can't go fully in that they were co-conspirators because, I mean, what do they benefit from this? For, it's only a losing situation. For all I know, he snuck on the sideline and no one had any clue <laughs> like, about literally. it. I mean, Jim, Jim, Which we, is we, nuts. Can play, we can play the audio clip because Jim McElwain, I don't even think knows the guy's name. We've obviously are aware of a uh, picture floating around with the, the, uh, the sign stealer guy, you know, our people are doing everything they can to get to the bottom of it. Um, we're unaware, totally unaware of it. I uh, certainly don't condone it uh, in any way, shape, or form. And this is the head you know, coach I do know for that for his Central name Michigan. was on none of the passes that were let out. Um, now we just keep tracing it back and tracing it back and try to figure it out. But it's in good hands with our people. And again, uh, you know, there, there's there's no place in football for that. And then the athletic director over at Central put out a statement. We became aware of these photos late yesterday, and we're in the process of determining the facts surrounding around them. So a very broad statement, and then he went on to say, "Up this, 
If this process is ongoing, we have no further comment at this time. I don't think anyone knows what's going on right now. And to, to sit here and say that you have a clue or you have an insight, it just feels like everything is up in the air. I'm not going to be shocked at anything that comes out. And I know we all laughed this off at the beginning. I know there's a lot of, even me, um, I know there's a lot of Michigan fans kind of saying, well, I don't really care. Put an asterisk on it, whatever. You know, Harbaugh, act, uh, Stallions acted alone. Put whatever narrative you wanted on it you want. We're at the point where this feels like this could be the biggest scandal in sports in my entire lifetime. And it's getting undercovered, by the way. I, like, <laughs> we care about it here, and Huge did basically his whole show on it today, and he's been doing it all week, and, we, and we've made it a, uh, a big aspect of it. It's being laughed about on national television, which is the, which is the thing that, that gets me because, again, with no allegiances, new to the area, just watching and, and loving the rivalry and, and, and you know, appreciating, appreciating everyone that, that's in the area and, and gives us a listen and this and that. But this is if the allegations are true across the board. And I'm not even saying 100% of them. Ju- just a, like a majority of them, all right? The ball boy Half thing might not them. be true. But – this latest thing with Stallions is not the cheeseburger incident with Harbaugh. It's no. not the laughing issue, but it's the integrity of the game. It's a competitive balance. You want to sit down and yeah, you know, certain kids are getting more money than others, right? Well, well you, you sit down, you watch that you, you, you sit down and you know, okay, boosters and whatever you get that you've bought into that, but <laughs> the competitive balance, the integrity of the game in terms of a mono mono. I mean, why watch sports at that point? Well, you also have stupid doofuses on national television saying, oh, well, everybody does it. It's yeah. time for the NCAA to change the rules. Sure, maybe it's time to, for the NCAA to change the rules and allow a quarterback to have communication with the coach so this never happens again. But that <laughs> the extent that Michigan potentially went through to get all of this information, to steal all these signs, it's so far beyond just the sign stealing. You can look across another sideline and peek at their signs and – that's, perfectly there's nothing, legal. Yeah, perfectly legal. Nothing wrong with that. The extent that this team potentially went through, the extent uh, of how elaborate of a plan this is, there is layers to this. Clearly, whatever comes out to be true, whatever comes out to be not true, there is layers to this. And if you're still going to sit here and say, Michigan didn't do anything wrong, Jim Harbaugh didn't know about this, it's, it's just getting harder and harder and harder to look at that type of person and say, you have a brain. It is. And Stop this is coming from senselessly. This is coming from me. Who's, you know, not really doesn't have one side in this fight and a Michigan fan. Ben's a Michigan fan. Yes. Y- you've listened to this show in week one of this show. He tried to convince me that Michigan's the best team in college football. And coming up, we're going to talk about their playoff rankings. Just, We're not Michigan just haters here. Don't be senseless about this. But it's this. just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Will it matter? I don't know. But it's something else. Use context clues. Take the information. Piece it together. It doesn't take Albert Einstein to realize, yeah, something fishy is going on. 989-837-6125. That's a Frick Sports Bar text line. Again, that's 989-837-6125. We'll keep the conversation rolling on the payoff fueled by forward corporation more of the great lakes bay region's only local sports show back to the payoff john let's play a little game of what's more likely okay what's more likely uh central michigan (laughs) this connor stallions doppelganger Uh is not connor stallions 
It's just some other staffer on Central Michigan, some GA, who cares? Just some some guy that works for the team. Or it's Connor Stallions and he snuck onto the field. Or option B, or option C, it's Connor Stallions and someone on the Central Michigan staff let him onto the sideline. What's the most likely option? I want to believe in B, but it's hard to go against C. Thank you. You're welcome, Ben. And that's just the point of that. It's so hard to, as much as, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of people. It's like, oh, well, there's no proof that that's actually Connor Stallions. You're not going to be able to prove that he was actually in East Lansing on the sideline that day. If this was a Central Michigan staffer and just someone who worked for the team, don't you think it'd be pretty easy to come out with the statement by this point and say, yeah, that's this guy. Here's a picture of him. See? The fact that there isn't an answer as to who it is, doesn't that kind of tell you it's almost 100% Connor Stallions? It's the smoking gun if it's true, in my opinion. There's just no, there's not even justifying it knowing it's against the rules. Why does he have to be at that game? Against a team you molly whopped 49-0 in a max school. You just want to get caught. The, that, that's the most that's annoying thing. That's what's blowing thing. my mind, too. And How ruined, did Michigan yeah. think they were going to continue to do this and get away with it for this long? This was 100% coming back to bite them in the butt at some point. You, you just don't do this, this elaborate scheme, for this long without getting caught because it was a well-known fact in the Big Ten. Everybody called TCU ahead of the playoff game and warned them. Everyone in the Big Ten was well aware what Michigan was doing. They just didn't know how. And that's why it, it's just so, it makes me want to bash my head with the hammer. It's like, what, do, what are we doing here? It makes sense if Stallions is at a basketball game getting CMU. Uh, not, not a football game. Why would that I, make I, sense? I, well, CMU actually competes in basketball against Michigan. But to, to, <laughs> to, have, to have, I just, to me, it's a smoking gun if it comes true. Because I, I don't know how you justify sending him there if, at all. If this is true and he got onto the sidelines, someone let him onto the sidelines. That pretty much puts a target on everyone's back, right? Like that that's you, your ship has been sunken. That's game. That's it. Isn't that the only evidence we really need and it just feels like if we keep waiting, something else will come out because everywhere yeah. you go look Something Luckily. else is be, something has been left behind to find and put another piece of this puzzle together. Not, and it's yeah. so hard to sit here and say nothing is going on. It's just if you're gonna do that, then fine. I I I don't want to talk to you. Like there's just no point in having a conversation because it's it's just so apparent with all of this evidence. And again, it's it's all just allegations right now. It's there's no concrete facts of anything. They're all reports. All allegations. But if you start connecting these dots, you have to realize, like, okay, uh, something is going on. We don't know to what extent, but it's not nothing. It's not nothing. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't understand how Jim Harbaugh is not going to get out of this without being punished in some way, shape, or form. But where I will kind of come back and say, you know what, if you're a Michigan fan, we don't know what the punishment's going to be like, but if the NFL is also going to do the wink-wink suspension, What's going to stop Michigan if they don't fire Jim Harbaugh from just giving this guy a massive extension anyway and letting him face the crime? Letting him do the crime. Depends on the punishment. (laughs) Or is he just going to be like blacklisted from coaching football across all leagues? Is he going to be coaching high school football? I don't think he's that hated. I don't know. I think he is in the college ranks, but I don't know. That's uh, 
That's a question well, to ponder there. I don't know if he's hated in the NFL, but it, there seems to be a wink-wink so wink thing that if you get suspended in the NCAA, you're not coming to the NFL right away and just escaping that suspension. That's That was what uh, we heard over the weekend from a few NFL sources that yeah, gave some examples. Yeah, exactly. The past and everything. It's a tricky situation, man. And it, it, whatever investigation Central goes, Central Michigan's now investigating this situation. Say they find clear evidence of this. Say they dig something up. They could bury Michigan, right? I would say, and that's what makes it, I mean. There's t- layers take, to this. Yeah, t- take away Central Michigan for, for, for a second. Even doing it to any school in the area. It, it, it's one thing to go down the road to Mount Pleasant and to put stallions there if the allegations are true, right? But just considering doing this at a different school that's not you and implicating another school is lunacy. I, I don't know how you do that. I, 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 unless you're trying to intentionally get that other school in trouble as well because you know the risks. Yeah, if, if this is Connor Stallion, Central if, Central's playing with That's fire. what I said, allegations. And... Why you'd want to do, because it's Michigan-led. Like, okay, we get it. CMU's not going to be off the hook here, but it's Michigan bringing that guy to their sideline. Like, what are we doing? In uh, in this the, the text messages that Connor Stallion was sending out, the same ones that got leaked that leaked to them. I, it, it's just so hard, man, to look at this and say, everybody's squeaky clean. I don't know how Jim Harbaugh gets out of this. I, it's It's at the point where I'm like, I, anything is on the table for a, a punishment for him. Anything is on the table. And you look at what the rest of uh, the college football coaches are saying. I mean, there was a poll with 50 different other coaches, and all of them are saying he does not have a any sort of plausible denial to the athletic. Uh, they asked 50 of them, should you have be punished? 47 of them said yes. Like everyone, <laughs> All the schools in the Big Ten, of course. No, yeah, probably. <laughs> All, how severe are the allegations against Michigan on a scale of one to five? Most popular answer, five. Yeah. Everybody's ready to bury Michigan. And I don't really see a problem with that because they did this to themselves. You pissed off the world, and now the world wants you dead. Don't act surprised. That's where I'm at at it. Don't act surprised that everyone's trying to – you say it's Michigan versus everybody. Everybody's out to get you. You did it to yourself. You did. But, you know, if your name's not Georgia or Ohio State, Michigan ranked above you. <laughs> we wanna, you want to get into the college football <laughs> rankings? All they, right. So none of this matter? All right. It might not matter for this year. They're going to finish this season regardless. And How magical. They might strip that whatever title they win, but, I mean, it, it's almost at this point two separate conversations, what Michigan's football team is going to do the rest of the year in the Connor Stallion situation. You got to almost separate them at this point. And now the first uh, college football poll comes out yesterday. We get our initial rankings. And we're in the AP poll all, AP poll all season long. Michigan was ranked two. We found out yesterday, just a few minutes after the payoff ends, yep. Michigan is ranked number three in the nation behind Georgia and behind that school in Ohio. Oh. Ryan Day. Oh, and his brother who owns a law firm that's investigating Michigan. (laughs) Um, I don't think Michigan is ranked in the correct spot. Should they be higher? Should they be lower? I'll tell you on the other side of this break. You're listening to the payoff fueled by forward energy. The payoff 
continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Well, I was going to tell you what was wrong with college football rankings and what was right about it, to be fair. Uh, We'll still do that. But first, sad news. Uh, We found out during the break, Bob Knight has passed away at the age of 83. Former former college basketball coach, a legend, really. Yeah, Indiana, obviously a Big Ten staple, and he redefined coaching in numerous ways. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) had a temper and uh, investigations into his program as well, but he was a great broadcaster, great coach, and his family released a statement. You could read it if you want, Ben. You have it pulled up on your end. I have yeah, it as I don't well. Read it. I don't You're good. Read it. All right. Uh, but basically, it's summed up that okay, that they request a uh, private family gathering, which is going to be honored. So I'm sure there's going to be a public thing. And obviously, with the college basketball season starting, you would expect Indiana to have, uh, you know, I, I I would say definitely a night for him. Uh, pun not intended, I guess, in that uh, scenario. And then obviously for them to wear a special uh, jersey decal or something like that. But the family's having a. Uh, a private gathering and they were the ones to announce it as well. So uh, yeah, Bob Knight at 83 college basketball legend for Indiana. Pause and let's jump back into it. Yeah. College football rankings come out yesterday and I think they did a lot of things right, but if there's one thing I just can't see past right now, a few weeks ago, I tried to tell you, I thought Michigan was the better team than Georgia. I thought they should have been number one. And that remains half true. Ohio State has put together one great resume. So one thing I will give the college football playoff committee some credit for is Ohio State is certainly has the best resume and should be ranked number one in this initial poll. I hate to say it. Makes me want to bash my head into this microphone. But they have two top 15 wins over Penn State, over Notre Dame. No one else can say that. They should be number one. And Michigan will have their opportunity to get there. But I have a bone to pick with college football playoff committee because I really can't figure out a reason why Georgia is ranked ahead of Michigan in this initial poll. Now, this isn't... Harder schedule? Not really. They both have played absolutely (laughs) no one. It's like 100 and 112th on the, on the, the strength of schedule scale. And I don't think this is a punishment on Michigan for, you know, the allegations that they're featuring right now. And I think the college football playoff committee is going to do a pretty decent job at keeping that out of their rankings. At least that's what they said. What the NCAA is dealing with in this investigation is completely separate than how we view what has happened in the season and how we're going to rank these teams as it should be. But you look at Michigan and you look at Georgia, neither of them have a very impressive win. Neither of them have a loss, but Michigan holds their opponents to Actually, I want to do the offense first. Michigan, 40.6 points a game. Georgia, 39.4 points a game. Well, it's just a one-point difference, and Georgia's got the better defense. Georgia allows their opponents 15.9 points per game. Michigan allows their opponents 5.6. They've both played no one. John, you want to tell me who has the better quarterback, which I think is one of the most important, obviously one of the most important positions on the field, and when it comes down to the playoffs time and time again, Mm-hmm. We see you either have to have one of the best teams of all time, or you have to have a really good quarterback who can combat uh, some other mistakes. So who is the better quarterback? JJ McCarthy or Carson Beck? I'm oh, going to go it's with Michigan. A- <laughs> it's Michigan. JJ. 
And not to mention, I, I think everyone's still viewing Georgia like they have Brock Bowers. Their best player's done. They no longer have their top five pick tight end. I can't seem to figure out a reason why Georgia is a better ranked team than Michigan right now. Do you want me to tell you? Go ahead. Who's Michigan's best win? Who's Georgia's best win? Florida. Who's unranked? Three losses. Who's one unranked. to Utah? One to oh, who's Michigan's best win? Rutgers. <laughs> Scarlet Knights. That's baby. your that's your Rutgers Woo! team. Yeah, barely did not cover against Michigan State. That's a great. But for, they that's beat a great Michigan win. State. They did. They did. <laughs> Thank goodness for Michigan fans. So, Thank goodness. So is the hundred twelfth ranked schedule? Because really, it'd be what one hundred twenty fourth or something. hundred versus one hundred twelfth. I can't figure out why it's Georgia is ranked. Besides the fact that oh they played SEC. It's head to head, and then you know what's going to happen mean this it's week. Head to head. They haven't played. Oh, head to head in terms of uh, scheduling their schedules. So it's based off of strength of schedule. Uh huh. You guys have played. Crappy teams. You guys have played very, very slightly less crappy and teams. You know who Georgia hosts this week? Missouri, twelfth in the country. Who does Michigan play? Michigan will have their the Boilermakers. Michigan has two, Michigan has the number one team ranked on their schedule left. So I'm not going to complain about it for too long because they're going to have a chance to right the ship. Yeah, what's I just can't record, figure man? out why right now Georgia is considered a much better team, especially when you consider the fact that Brock Bowers is not playing. He's just not playing. So don't sit here and tell me that Georgia has all this better talent than U of M right now because it's just not true. Michigan has dominated their opponents. Dominated them. In a much better way than Georgia has. So fine, whatever. Georgia's too. Uh, what, do you want to hear me complain about more things they did wrong or do you want to yeah, tell me something no, they I did right? I want to hear, uh, I, I hear your full analysis here. All right. Is, is this with the Michigan thing or is it moving past it? I can I can I can move on past the Michigan thing oh, for a while, good. but I do want to ask everyone nine eight nine eight three seven six one two five if you have any sort of confidence in the college football playoff committee putting the best four teams in because that's what they've always said their objective is. It wasn't who has the best resume. It wasn't who has this. Their objective has always been to put the four best teams in the playoffs. So, you look at what they've done the rest of the way in the college football rankings, and I do have a bone to pick with them in terms of one more thing they did uh, in the top 10. Texas is right now ranked ahead of Bama, and a lot of people would look at that and say, you know what, that's the right thing to do because Texas has a head-to-head win over Bama. You mean Oklahoma? No, Texas has a head-to-head win over Alabama. Ah. Bama has wins against number 10 Ole Miss, number 10 Tennessee. They held Ole Miss to 10. They averaged 38 a game, 28 points per game, 28 points less than their average they held them to. Tennessee held them to 20. They averaged 31. Texas's best wins, 21 Kansas and Alabama, number eight. Right there, I think Bama has the better resume. Should now, Oklahoma be above Texas being them head dead? But I know Oklahoma, they lost Oklahoma to Kansas. Oklahoma lost to Kansas. Bama lost to Texas. Texas lost to Oklahoma. So there's this three-way thing going on, and right now it sits Texas 7, Bama 8, Oklahoma 9. I think Bama's just the best team of all those three, despite the head-to-head loss to Texas. And that's where it gets so confusing to the point where it's like, oh, well, 
what do you consider? The strength of schedule? Do you consider the best loss, best win, head-to-head? I think this just proves we're at the point where we need more teams in the playoffs. I think we're there. We've approached that. Because for a very long time, I was against expanding the playoffs because I liked that you had to be perfect. But now there's just too many good teams in. I want all of these teams in the playoffs. Can we just start the 12-team playoff format this year? We just flex it to this year. Because all these teams, I don't want to say all of them deserve it because there's five undefeated teams and those are the one through five teams the way it should be. But it just feels like it's, it's impossible to rank all these teams beyond that. All these one-loss teams basically have the same resume. And to put them in any particular order just seems so random and opinionized at this point. It's tough. It's, it's a very... It's a tough job to be part of the committee. Do you want to hear what the committee had to say about the potential with the Michigan sign stealing? They don't care, right? <laughs> yes. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> Go ahead. You know, our, our job is, as we look at it, is to rank the teams, you know, to follow our protocols. And as we went through it, that really wasn't part of any of the discussions that occurred during, the, uh, during our time together. You know, we really view it, Reese, it's an NCA issue. It's not a CFP issue. At this point in time, you know, as we're looking at this, we want to make sure that we get not only the top four teams, but the top 25 teams right. It's my guy, Boo they, they, see, That's such a lie. They do not care about what happens from 5 to 25. They don't. They, have, they do not care. No one mm-hmm. cares. After, care. after number, no, you don't. After <laughs> don't. number four, no one gives a rat's you-know-what about what order everybody's in. Because all those teams are going to make a bowl game, and all those bowl games don't matter. Wow. Tell me I'm wrong. That no, bowl games no. just don't matter anymore. What's Everyone goes at Harbaugh for losing all his bowl games, going one and seven in these bowl games or whatever. But like, yeah. when you don't make the playoffs, what does it matter? Who no. cares when you're a program that expects to be in the playoffs every year? All the, all the players just elect to... I mean, yeah, a team like Michigan State might have a better bowl record than a team like Michigan because Michigan has more NFL players that elect to sit out in the bowl game. <laughs> yep. It's just a matter of fact, gentlemen. It's just a matter a of fact. It's a tough thing. Once you get into bowls, it's tough because I, I enjoyed the bowls. And, and I really? still, I did, yeah. You know, I, I, I loved, I you know, you're not going to hear, I mean, probably save this for another day when we're not close to being up against it, but I loved the BCS, man. I loved it. I, I, I loved one verse two. I, 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 listen, I mean, it's it's gonna why it's gonna be good with the playoff expansion and and then again the Big Ten getting all these teams is that regular season games are gonna feel like playoff games in a way. Yes. Um, there'll be a chance for redemption and, and later on in the season most of the time and maybe and we've spoke about this teams that got rooked in the past the Boise States of the world the UCFs of the world the two lanes of the world the ones that never had a chance in the first place. And you say that Boise State beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl in two thousand seven, but okay. Um, different era. <laughs> it was a different era. No, but now, now it's like, okay, let's see what they could do. And if they, if they get in, if they don't, you know, but, uh, yeah, it, it's tough, but I, I, I think you rather take the bowls going away for in season games that feel like playoff games. I have had this ongoing college football playoff format that I've been workshopping in my head for a long time. Here we go. Well, I'm not going to share it right now. Oh, Nobody wants to hear that. Come on. But I, I've, I've had this. It's consolidated. I've, Maybe I've, we talk about it tomorrow. But what, how many teams? Ten? Two. 
You, you say you like you say you like the BCS. That'd be sweet. But it, it's one national it's championship. But there's a lot. Yeah, it's just that's <laughs> the national championship every year. But there's there's it's more complicated than just picking two good teams. There's a syst- I have this working system in oh my boy. head. I don't want to share it right now. It's it's the FBI. It's good though. It's, the, uh, it's good. I'm I think I could fix college football right now. But it, wow. this would require. You know, teams like Central Michigan, like these these non-Power 5 schools, these group of five schools, to play for something else, which in my mind, they should anyway right now because there's just no way a team, a Mac school, is, is competing for a national championship. They're just not beating Georgia. They have 0% chance to beat a school like Michigan. So I think they, you, you got to give them a realistic goal. Uh, two minutes left. How about that win last night, though? What the chips. For the chips. Oh, yeah, was. fire up. Um, but two minutes left though, basically a minute, but yeah, no, I, who's going to win the world series tonight. Well, I mean, if Arizona wins, the series continues right now, three to one, Texas, Nathan Avaldi for Texas, Arizona, Zach Gallen, two great storylines. If you don't know two teams that had a hundred losses two seasons ago, now playing for it all, Texas is 10 and 0 on the road. And this is the last road game, regardless of what happens, the last road game for the Rangers in this World Series, six and seven. If necessary, head back to Arlington. Gallon pitches for the Diamondbacks. Evaldi's undefeated for Texas. All that said, I think the Rangers get it done tonight. I don't know how Adolf Garcia went down. Seeger's just carrying them. And see, I think it's going to be Rangers in five, which see, I don't know if people want. But I don't think I, anyone cares. This was uh, the least watched game one of a World Series uh, in history, John. Yeah, it was. It was. In history. And you know what probably and would it was, have prevented that? And game one that? was great. And you know what would have prevented that? Off. What? The Phillies and the Astros playing. Yeah, great. Couldn't get there. You you baseball elitists. Oh, everybody wanted the Rangers, and they thought it was a fun story that Arizona made it. We did not No want one this. cares. No I, one cares. It was better for baseball if the Phillies won. I guess. No, you know, you know, deep down that that's true. All right, everyone. I love it though. I'll be there. I'll be there watching it. Not in person, but I'm going to be there sitting while you're watching meaningless NBA games. Cause the in season tournament's not here. Right. I'll be watching the fall classic folks. Thanks everyone. Hope the payoff was worth it.